This podcast is brought to you by Clean Cup Coffee, 100% organic, non-GMO coffee delivered straight to your door. They're not just coffee beans. They got all sorts of coffee products from soaps to candles. Place your order today at cleancupcoffee.com. You got any questions or comments while you're listening? Feel free to use the hashtag RacesRecap. If you want to see the video versions of this podcast, check it out at RacesRecap.com. Look forward to chatting with you. Hey there! What do you say there, world? It's Justin and Diana from the Green Team and... James Earl from Team Alabama. <laughs> we are live for the first time doing a recap show for Season 28, Episode 1 of The Amazing Race. We're all really excited about this, and we want to jump right into it, so let's get to it. First, initial just initial thoughts of the episode. Um, a brief summary. James Earl, what do you think? I thought it was a strong sort to what may be one of the best seasons of recent times. Whoa! I I have to agree with that. I feel like they, they, um, they brought it. They brought it. Wow. I am, uh, my, my words, uh, are pleasantly surprised. That's how I, I am. I expected a, a decent race, but I'm surprised with some of the people who stepped it up in little ways that I'll point out that I could tell they're going to do well from the little things that they do. And we'll definitely get to those. We're going to run down the teams really quick and do a quick overview. And then before we jump right into the episode, Bernie and Ashley, they run a gaming channel called Rooster Teeth on YouTube. Um, my initial thoughts of them are um, mature and calm. A couple words on Bernie and Ashley. Diana, what do you think? Organized. 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 They seem like they uh, they know what they need to do, and I feel like the thought of tackling the race as if it was a video game would is a good strategy. All right, a couple words on Bernie and Ashley. James I Joe? think they're one of the teams to beat. Like I said, I think they're going to win this season. They were my prediction last week, and also Ooh. I have such a girl crush on Ashley. Like, I don't <laughs> know, I just have such a girl crush on her. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Cole and Sherry. My initial thoughts on Cole and Sherry are adorable and funny. I know some people are not going to have that opinion of Cole. Um, James Earl, let's uh, let's go right to Team Alabama on this one. You're officially Team Alabama. What do you think of this team that's coming to Alabama? You know, if Alabama. any, if there was going to be any two people that kind of like replace me and mom like immediately, I'm glad it's them because I really like them. Oh, I think they're really sweet. I think they have a sweet relationship and you could tell that he's a mom's boy and, you know, she loves her baby boy. So, no, that's always good. And Cole is a Vine star. Um, he basically makes six second videos that are funny and entertaining. And, uh, and, he's, and he's very cute and in great shape. So the teens love him. <laughs> Aaron and Jocelyn, they are hosts of a YouTube uh, show on Clever Channel. It's one of the largest entertainment channel on uh, YouTube. My initial thoughts on them are a bubbly, excited, and fans. They're fans of the show, which I really appreciate. What do you think about Aaron and Jocelyn? Uh, well, uh, one of the things I loved and like their intro thing is when they're like, snap, 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 slay. They're like little drag queens, which like <laughs> speaks to me and warms my soul. And I have some like some really good thoughts about Aaron that we'll talk about later. All right. Diana, Aaron, Jocelyn. I think they look like a fun team. Uh, you could tell that they have a really fun dynamic and they kind of go at each other. And I think that'll be fun to watch throughout the season. And this is one of my favorite teams. Uh, Not that I think they're going to do well, but I just think they're great people. Um, Scott and Blair. I think 
like she is just so sweet and when her dad sat there and just messed up and messed up and she just still had that sweetness about her so i'm just gonna say she is the perfect daddy's girl um what do you Did think anyone else have flashbacks to when she was talking about bringing a lipstick to like yes, mom, like mom. mom all the way back in rio <laughs> that's what i thought I was the first thing she's thinking i brought the lipstick i'm like that's 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 denise yeah he was like i bring the age and maturity and i bring the lipstick and and she didn't say it in a way where you were like oh she's just one of those girls that's high maintenance she said it in a way that was just so cute so i think uh scott and blair what do you think did you, you give her a pin? i think yeah I, I think they're a cute father-daughter team all right, this one's going to be pretty easy. James, uh, what do you think about Tyler and Corey? I love them. I freaking <laughs> love them. Like, they are just, here's first off, first off, they are like such a role model for so many like people, and they're such an image for like the LGBT community. Um, but beyond that, I just think they're a fun group of guys. Like, I think they don't take themselves too seriously, and I love it. I absolutely love them. And I love that Tyler laughs at everything like he has such a fun outlook and he can he he can draw it's excitement contagious. and pleasure from just the simplest things and um yeah his laugh is just contagious yeah. and i think it's adorable and i can't wait to watch what they do because they're the green team i'm sorry <laughs> and I'm Corey's so, a super fan so i'm just i'm so in love with that Corey is a super fan i don't know if you noticed but i think at one point in time during the episode he was like singing da 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 yeah, like the yeah. celebration like he really knew his stuff yeah, I definitely marked that down as a super fan moment. <laughs> uh, all right, then we got Darius and Cameron. Darius and Cameron are uh, Vine stars. Well, one of them's a Vine star, and the, and the other one's his brother. They kind of participate to get, uh, sorry, together. Very tall, very smart, and um, low-key. I, was like, I didn't get a great feel for them this episode. I'm hoping like they come out like more. I just I got nothing from them. Uh-oh. Why is this doing this? I have no idea why this is happening. I think they were staring me talking. In case they didn't, all I essentially said for uh, Darius and Cameron was, I just can't get a feel for them this episode. They were just kind of like, meh to me. And I hate to say that, but they were. Like, I got nothing. Well, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of time, you know. First episode's kind of crazy. Come but- on, but there's time to be excited about something they just felt james earl i agree very level uh, tough to read tough to see any excitement about what they're doing but maybe that's their game plan is to stay low stay under the radar under the radar works for the reporters they were pretty low-key all right marty and hagen now marty and hagen it's the mother daughter team and it's unusual because you would think that the daughter is the youtube star but the mom is actually a star on youtube for making a she's a flight attendant on southwest and had a great like intro uh and it went online and got like 10 million hits in the first week and uh, what do you think about marty and hagen diana i think they're cute uh i like the mother daughter team and I don't know if I was familiar with their video. Maybe I saw it yeah. a while ago, if it's been out. But they were a, a name that I guess I wasn't familiar with until I watched the video again. Yeah, I think I didn't know know them as well. I've seen the video for sure, but they are pretty low-key as well during this episode. There wasn't too much for, for me to grab onto to get a real grasp of the type of team they're going to be. James, uh, what are you thinking? I think they are the most... Uh, 
regular people of the race that they're like all these people are regular but like these are the most and i felt bad for them because i feel like darius and cameron at that one point were kind of pretending to know the video like oh yeah i've, I've seen that video yeah you know so, that he was like yeah <laughs> kind of what i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right I now, remember kurt and brody i think kurt and brody are going to be pretty down the line either people are going to really like them or people are not going to like them because they're pretty boisterous they're a guy guy team but they don't come off as like uh the douche bro type of guy guy team they come off more as like a kind of playful jocks I agree. Yeah, I feel like that's a fair assessment. They're they're loud and they're fun about it. And what do you think of James Earl? They are very loud, but they're good racers, and that's all that really matters. They're hey, loud. You know, you know I like the loud teams. Uh, that takes us to Matt and Dana. Matt and Dana are choreographers and dancers that um, have a uh, Matt has the largest dance tutorial channel on YouTube and. Actually, Krista and Tiffany were really looking forward to seeing Matt and Dana, and I could see why. They uh, they work well together in sync, and you could see why Matt seems really calm, cool, and, and Dana seems like she could be the spice, that when they need something, that she's going to be the one to step it up and get in there. What do you think of Diana? I, I, Dana. I agree. I think that because they're dancers and because they're in a relationship, that that chemistry will definitely carry, carry a, a lot of weight in the race. What do you think, Can James? I say how much I love watching them dance together? Yes. Like, I just watched like an hour worth of videos the other day of just them dancing. Like, I don't know. I just love it. They are very uh, in sync I'll with each other. I'll have to see if his videos can make me a dancer because I'm no dancer. And if he can do it, if his videos can do it, I'm sold. Ding! No. no, 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 no. <laughs> me and Diana are going to do a video. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're, yes, we will. We'll talk about that. Ding! Yeah. You know what that means. That means it's happening. All right. So that brings us to Brittany and Jessica. This team is definitely going to be one that uh, people are going to, I think, hate. They're going to be the haters. They're the ones that are easy to hate because they're the Instagram models who are exactly like what you think they would be so far. So my guy friends that I watched it with love them. Um, I can't say I feel necessarily the same way, unfortunately. Um, I would have to say right now they're my least favorite team, but maybe they'll turn it around. I just, I don't know. I didn't get great energy from them. I agree with that. Uh, uh, I mean, I watched through a lens being on it and, and knowing what kind of, you know, like my students watched, watched me and watched us, and I was aware of that. And to think that my students, again, were excited about watching this season because of how many people they knew on the race. And for them to make comments about eating disorders and anorexia and not eating because they were models that, um, you know, kids are influenced by that. And, and that's something that's serious. And it's, and it's not a joke. It's not funny um, because it's real. And I just that just rubs me the wrong way. And I have to agree that they're they have to really redeem themselves as far as me um, finding something to root for. Well, um, I just I think they're not used to being in, in any kind of situations anywhere close to this. Um, I, uh, it's, I don't think it's anything personal on their like their personal thoughts. I think it's a, a maturity type of thing. And, and they'll they'll understand what they're they don't understand what they're doing or saying at this. Like, I don't think they meant that. But yeah, I could see but, a lot of people getting a lot of hate. Tim Gross in the uh, live feed said that I think the models were a lot of people's least favorite team based off Twitter. So that's never a good sign. I swear to God, 
I'm using Google Chrome to use a Google product, and it's not working because I'm on a damn MacBook and Mac. Did you hear what I said though? Like Tim Gross in the live feed said, I think the models were a lot of people's least favorite teams based off Twitter. So didn't know about that, but mm. well, yeah, I, really I, I, to be honest, I normally have my Twitter feed up and running 24 seven and I didn't start it for the season yet. And once you said that, it's like, wow, it's still rolling. It's up in the background. So it leads us to the last team, Zach and Rachel, Zach and Rachel are my pick to win this season. I think they're adorable. They're an awesome couple, and I love Zach and Rachel. I think they're cute. I think that the fact that she is the first and only girl he's ever kissed is really sweet, and there's something that's really romantic and fairy ish about that. So I agree. I, I, I have high expectations for them, and I'm curious to see how their relationship uh, holds up throughout the race. I predict that this is going to be a tragedy for them. I think they're going to be one of the people that go out sooner than we think by some really bad luck. Like, it always happens to one team. that you, It happened to the, the Trad Stars. Everyone thought they were going to go, like, final three. Right. And tragedy struck. And that's what I'm, like, that's what my gut is saying about Zach and Rachel. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's why. Jesus. Now I figured it out. There was another window open. All right, cool. I thought I closed all the windows. So, Zach and Rachel, you think my pick is going to go out early? No. That would be good I for do. us, too, <laughs> All right, let's get to it. They start as a brand-new episode starting from home. What did you think about the home starts? I liked it. I thought, I, I thought it was fun. I thought um, a lot of people were talking about, oh, of course they knew. I'm sure that they thought that they were doing home interviews or something coming to their house to film. That's why their bags are packed. They don't know that a taxi's sitting out front, I'm sure. So I love the idea. I thought it was great because it's kind of what you least expect. And it sets the tone, I think, for the rest of the race and their experience. James Earl? I disagree. I think they knew what was happening. There's just like, there's no way that they don't know what's happening. Like, your bads are bad. You're getting a message. There's cameramen there. Like, they knew. So I thought it was a little cheesy that they were like, oh my God, the race is starting. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. They just had no idea. All right, James Earl. Even if they knew the race was starting, you know what happens once he says go. That excitement comes. You don't have to fake that. You know, it's true. I mean, it's not even come, first off, it's not even come for some. There was one team that was all tears. Cole was crying. Uh, that's one reason I love Cole. And it was because he was going to miss his family. <laughs> that's so sweet. And people were giving him some, some, some crap about that. I'm like, why? The man cares about his family. It's a, ni- it's a 19-year-old kid who still cares about his family. Most 19-year-olds are like, I want to be out of here on spring break. And he's like, I don't want to leave my family. I thought it was really sweet. It was sweet, except everyone else is like racing and (laughs) they weren't quite racing yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They all had cabs waiting outside. And this was the first super fan moment of the episode when we hit to when we turn to Aaron and Jocelyn and they are in there and they sang the theme. They did their little sound effects and the editors did right after that. Boom, right into the actual sound effects. Loved it. Um, and the fact that they all eventually met up in three different cities, I thought was cool because, you know, and obviously they're flying from all different cities from across the country, but they, they all connected via uh, L.A., Dallas or Atlanta. Um, can we talk about the credits real quick one more time? 
Credits? I think the, the, not the credits, the intro theme. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. one comment. The, yeah. the, the new way they do the names, I think it's cool, except when it goes behind them. Like, I swear, like, Bernie and Ashley are blocking out Bernie's name. Like, <laughs> when they stay in front of the bodies, it's super cool, but the ones that disappear behind, not a fan. No, I have to I have to pick up on that. I didn't I didn't pay that close attention, so I'll have to I'll watch that. I like that. So their their task was to head to the monuments of the Revolution in Mexico City and pick up their next clue. And to everyone's surprise, the first team there is Brittany and Jessica, right? Brittany and Jessica. Except they weren't. Kind of. Kind of jumped ahead of them. Kurt Brody jumped ahead or later on in the race. If anybody noticed that, but yeah, they jumped ahead. They saw the box and they, they didn't go for Phil. Like, like Brandy and Jessica did. They went right for the box for their next clue. So oh, I have a couple more notes from right before they got there. All right. As they're racing out of the airport. So they all met at the airport. And from what we could see, it was what they, all the cameramen and all the crew had to go through at the same time. So, Everybody was waiting, and we did this in a couple cities where they had us all wait and then told us when to go. And you could see that, okay, so there was no advantage for any team to get there first. Every team was in Mexico City, and they started right there as if it was a start line. So to me, that seemed like the official start line right there at the airport. And that's when you see Brody trying to be fast and busting his (laughs) – and from what I hear, that actually he almost pulled a tanner. He got hurt on that, and he's like – Oh, <laughs> the orange he also, team. He was a bitch's water bottle. Like he lost his water bottle. He's like, whatever. Don't need water. <laughs> yeah, you learn to do that for the little things on the race. Nope, I'm not going to need that. And if I do, forget it. I'm not going to need it. We also see that Jocelyn speaks great Spanish, so that might come into play later in the in the episode. Oh, and Aaron also having her comment of like, "You're turning me on right now." Just like those little things, those little nuances of Aaron, I love. <laughs> and Tyler had uh, the first really funny moment of the episode for me, at least, is when uh, Corey is explaining to him that they have to head to the uh, Monumentos, and he's like, "That's one of my favorite Monumentos." Just a little clip that I, I made me giggle, and when we were watching it live. It made the whole audience really laugh. So I don't know if it was because we were there or if it really carried over on the people watching it on TV. So the Monument of the Revolution, uh, you rip open the clue and you have to uh, choose. It's detour time. Uh, where are you going to go? It's uh, Mariachi Madness, uh, Great Bulls of Fire. And as we saw, we saw Brittany and Jessica. They ran over to Phil, gave him a big hug. And uh, Kurt and Brody ran right past them and picked up the clue. Uh, so you could tell that they don't get it yet they, they're not wearing the race glasses the lens that they need to yeah they just they're just not into it like they should be right now um so mexico city we have to head to the plaza garibaldi for the mariachi madness where you have to find the musician who are faking it so there's 300 mariachi it's one o'clock in the morning and they're in a a big like circle and you have to jump in that middle of the circle and find out who's the one that's faking it that sounds how would you like, like to be in that neighborhood at 1 a.m i know that's like, what i was what thinking what about the neighbors <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that would have been i would have been outside complaining that that's the type of guy yeah, i am just, <laughs> I'd be like justin there's nothing we can do about it yeah just, just let's just get over it's it like, ah, yeah 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 <laughs> i definitely have that song in my head it's stuck and then you or you could choose great ball great bowls of fire where you have to build and light a paper mache bowl uh, on fire it's called a, a Tor- torito a torito 
James Earl, who, uh, which one would you guys have picked? You and Mama uh, D. Oh, we absolutely would have Mariachi Madness just because of my background on music. Like finding a fake player would have been like a snap for us. So like no brainer on this one. We would have chose Mariachi Madness. Even though you gave me a little hell for choosing cell phones, which is needle in a haystack like this one is. Yeah, but for this, it said the clue actually said something about find the one blowing hot air. So, you know, right. it's not going to be the guitar player or the violin player. It's going to be one of the trumpet players. And, and you don't have to put your ear next to it. You could just feel if there's. Like, and I didn't give you hell for the cell phone. I said mom and I would have done that one. <laughs> OK, my my bad. I apologize. What, well, Diana, which one would you have wanted to do? Uh, initially, I think I probably would have thought of doing the bowl because it would have been something building in arts and crafts. But the clue makes it more clear what you have to look for at the mariachi. And I think that would have been the quicker one to do as opposed to building something. And and Kurt and Brody, who were the first ones there, had an opportunity to get the first guy that wasn't blowing or playing. And they messed that up. But they still ended up getting out of there first, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they, so, did. they definitely did. Uh, so as the people are leaving the Plaza Garibaldi and heading to the Mariachi Madness, uh, if one of the best editing scenes uh, I've seen in a long time is when everybody's there getting lost and they Spanish talking on top of Spanish talking on top of people getting confused. I love that quick edit montage and then went out into a commercial. I like that new style of editing. And I, I like the fact that everybody got lost. And well, you know they did. It's like 1 a.m. in Mexico. The race just started, so you really don't even have your bearings for what to do yet. Like, any, any set of 11, I don't care who you are, would have been in that same situation. And it's a long, uh, you know, it's a long day. And to think that as soon as you land, you've been traveling all day or sitting or sleeping at the airport, and the second that you land, it's go. Uh, that's that, that takes a lot out of you, and that kind of racks you and gets you frazzled in the first go. Yep. And what happened, though, is... When, when people had to make those decisions, they didn't realize that this was 2.6 miles away. So I, I, I Google mapped it, 2.6 miles that they had to run. And when you looked and saw that Darius and Cameron and Britt and Jess did all that running and then ended up exactly where they started. So however much they ran, they were going to have to run another 2.6 miles after that. So uh, that's why you see them exhausted when they finally show up. No, you have to to travel by foot because I made sure I asked that. Because I'm like, why is nobody trying to get in a cab? He's like, you had to walk. So Yeah, I figured since no one was in a cab, it said in the clue you had to travel by foot. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy. 2.6 mile run and then getting lost. And that's the first I one. I make sure every, like every couple blocks <laughs> that this was the right direction. This is the right place. Garibaldi this way. I'm not messing up going 2.6 miles. So Mar Mariachi Madness, uh, from what it looks like, was clearly the fastest challenge because uh, the first, I think, five teams. <laughs> yeah, it was the first five teams out were from Mariachi Madness. Essentially, so, everyone that went to Mariachi Madness finished before everyone that went to Great Bulls of Fire. Yeah, that was crazy. That's yeah. such a time differential. I mean, that really stinks to think you're making a good, a, a good choice. And it ends up, it looked like it was farther. I mean, it must have been farther and it was more time consuming. Mm. So we'll see what happens uh, in, in the future if they're going to be like this, where one is clearly like faster than the other. It's not about if even if somebody was better at it. I mean, every team that went there left first. Kurt and Brody, uh, they arrived there first. Um, 
they got their first one uh, wrong, but there was a fun moment that I, I guess some people will find annoying, but I thought it was kind of funny when he was screaming, who's fake playing? Who's fake playing? Well, you liked it because it reminds you of Gaucho. Yeah, Gaucho! Oh. It's equivalent. It's equivalent, but yeah. just... It's kind of it's, it looks like something that I, I might have done at the time, I guess. Aaron and Jocelyn were the uh, second ones to arrive, and they were also the second ones to leave. I like that when they left, uh, when they brought their mariachi over, the judge was like, mm, yeah, and then they were like, and he shook them. And, and so I like when the judges have a little bit of character to them rather than just empty in the background. This was the part where Aaron and Jocelyn, they got their guy first and were running to bring him back to the school and Kurt and Brody had finished after and and passed them. It was just... It's Kurt and Brody those. are in the game. And, I- sorry, the parallels. Kurt and Brody are not only orange, but didn't they call themselves Team Texas? Aren't they Team Texas? Are they Team I Texas? Never heard of- no, no, sorry, Texas. sorry. I have no. They went to Florida. I have Marty and Hagen. They are they. Oh, they are the team, team Texas. Texas yeah. Gotcha. But I do think both of them live in Texas now. <laughs> That's so funny. And I, I just thought orange. it was funny that they were wearing orange and they passed the girls. So Matt and Matt and Dana were third to show up, third to leave. So everybody left in the order there where they got there. Sherry and Cole were next, and Zach and Rachel were were last after there. My uh, Sherry and Cole. Uh, when you see them walk up to some random guy on the street who has a violin or, or has a guitar and ask him if he's the mariachi guy and they're just i don't it's so innocently cute the way that them two they they interact with each other and she's like no he's a real one we got to go find a fake one yeah. no he's really playing <laughs> that was cute yeah, it was pretty cool and, and when cole was in the middle of the crowd he was screaming are you guys playing for real he had another. Did he also, he asked that when they were like singing. He's like, "You gotta play him. Are y'all playing?" And I'm like, "Mike, they singing. were just gonna raise their hand and say, no, it's me. I'm not playing.'" So the first five teams out all left from Mariachi Madness, which brings us over to Great Bulls of Fire. And this one here, this where people did some passing at this one. This is this one is not like everybody who showed up there got there got out on at the same order. Uh, and if you didn't notice, everybody when they got to this roof was walking. So I'm assuming that there was a ton of steps after that two and a half mile run because every single person was like walking. And I'm like, but, you know, I, you can't blame them if it's a, a huge flight of stairs. Bernie and Ashley arrived there first. Um, they wound up um, leaving wound, third. Wound up leaving in third from that uh, from that yeah, road. Tyler Corey and Marty and Hagen passed him. Yeah, and that's not that's not a good look for uh, Bernie and Ashley uh, for somebody's fantasy team. But the, there was a, a fun moment when she said she saw a bunch of bulls get castrating, and then they edit to all the paper mache cows. <laughs> Weren't they also the team that had like the random fireworks fly off at them? Yeah, they almost yeah. got killed yeah. by the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I have that in there. I was like, oh, poor Bernie and Ashley, Marty and Hagen. Sorry, I just I I was not a fan of this challenge because like if I felt as a racer if I had gone to this I would have been so defeated because it was so detail oriented in comparison at least yeah and I'm not saying I dislike the like not being balanced but like how bad would you feel as a racer it's kind of like um when we're in Africa the croquet versus co-op yeah croquet was so much quicker and I mean. It's just, I feel bad for the racers. This is their first start. I understand that. I don't think every challenge, every detour should be, oh, this one takes exactly the same amount as this time. Like, 
I feel like that's a choice that you have to make. You yeah, no, I mean, you yeah. know, I did that. But it's, it's just, stinks. this yeah. was significantly longer, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, first five teams that even uh, the teams that got lost on the way to Mariachi Madness still finished before the teams that you got to this one fast. So Marty and Hagen got their second and they left second. But the surprise of the episode is Tyler and Corey got their third and they killed it. They didn't hesitate for a second. They were in it. And everybody watched them and they got out of there first. Um and another super fan moment once that happened. We couldn't tell if it was Corey or Tyler, but they did play. He did do the same thing with the sound effects. He, he mimicked the, the sound effects that they use yeah, in the episode. I'm pretty sure it was Tyler. The one that was like, do, 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 do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Tyler. Yeah, I thought it was Tyler, too. Yeah. And then, boom, they played it, of course. Perfect editing for that moment. That was great. Yeah, it was a really cool moment for us super fans to notice things like that. Um, Scott and Blair uh, got their fourth, and uh, they left fourth. Darius and Cameron got their fifth, but left sixth. They got passed by Jess and Britt, who got their last. Now, this is a little surprising to me because they're supposed to be really smart, but is this more because they're big and this is like tying little things with their hands? And They also showed up about the same time. If you remember, they were running with Jessica and Brittany, so I think they got there at the same, uh, same time, essentially. Right. So from there, you're supposed to make your way to the Cuvas Bay Tokahican. No. Sounds good to me. Not even yeah. close. <laughs> Head to the temple. Uh, it's like a pyramid temple looking thing, and it's 31.6 miles away. So this one was definitely a That's journey. A yeah, a journey to take. And when people arrived there, there was a board with uh, numbers on them for 730, 740, and 750. Four teams grabbed 730, four grabbed 740, and three grabbed 750. Uh, we have Matt, Kurt, Aaron, and uh, Cole in the first group. Zach, Tyler, Marty, Scott in the second group, Jess, Cameron, Bernie in the third group. Now, they didn't show this in the regular one, but if you watch the bonus scenes, they show them sleeping outside in um, sleeping bags, uh, waiting for this place to open. Welcome to the Amazing Race, where you get to sleep in random places. (laughs) Absolutely. So all of them made a ton of mistakes with this one. Um, So this is – you have to go inside – dig out some archaeological oh, you're talking about the roadblock yes the roadblock one second before we go there also sherry and cole were crying on the way to the roadblock as well justin i think someone has met your match for like the <laughs> level of crying yeah but cole does it in a cute sweet way and justin well, does no, sherry cried this time sherry was crying like on the way to the um roadblock yeah because she thought that she let them down he was like you we didn't even do anything yet right. what do you mean <laughs> you let us down <laughs> She's like, I just feel like I could have done it better. He's like, done what better? We haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do anything yet. Uh, so in, in uh, okay, at the, I'm sorry, at the roadblock, they have to go down into a cave, uh, dig out this archaeological sand looking thing with the shaker and find 13 puzzle pieces. What I loved about this uh, challenge was they had two different puzzles in there, two different colors of the mask, and it forced everybody to make a mistake on the first try. And I love when they do that and they don't make it easy for people. Well, I, well they said find 13 pieces so when you found you know 13, the first 13 you left now my thing was when they said that you need the blue or the white i wonder if you could have just traded with the people around you 
Like, well, no, if you notice really, if you paid really close attention, anytime like uh, one of the people would move, one of the racers would move, they would collect all their pieces and put them in the bag. Like they would never leave them on the table. They would never leave them there. And then Scott, Scott was look, like going around forever trying to find his 13 Look, pieces yeah. upstairs. So I think like you had to keep up with your own pieces. Yeah, I thought that too. I knew that they 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 probably had to keep the pieces on them the whole time. But I, my my note was just I wonder if they could have traded and just said, look, you know, do you have an equivalent to this? And maybe that, you know, like in a sense, working together when you're alone on a roadblock could have been part of it. And I'm the, sure because nobody asked about trading that it probably is part of the rules you couldn't, but I the, liked it. For the viewers that are watching, feel free to chime in with questions. Diane and James Earl are paying attention and uh, we'll chime in uh, when necessary. So, so the first set of the roadblock was Kurt, Matt, Aaron, and Sherry, right? Yep. And then second group 10 minutes later was Tyler, Zach, Scott, and Marty. Yep. Followed by the third group 10 minutes later, which is Darius, Jessica, and Bernie. And right. 20 minutes later is such, it should be such a like setback for a roadblock. Roadblocks typically don't take that long, at least in comparison to the detours. Well, you think the detours are going to, um, the detour was going to take longer than the roadblock? I, I always felt detours take longer than roadblocks. No, you don't. Don't say that. Didn't you say when the when the boys? Yeah, no, you're right. You, I had it backwards. Detours, detours. Uh, so this one though, I thought took hours. I think some people were there for more than an hour. Some people were there for hours. I don't think a lot. Of, I don't think all people were there for hours. I, I'm curious to see the times when they leave on the second episode to see how far apart some of them were. Because uh, Scott said just for 40 minutes alone, he was looking for pieces, never mind trying to put the puzzles together. Yeah, but he also got lost and dropped his pieces outside. He said he wasted a half an hour looking for pieces. So, right, but then... Was that outside looking for pieces? Or both, but because there was... Um, um, Sherry from the first group was still... Um, yeah, but I wouldn't... Was still in there yeah, when she was... Yeah, but I wouldn't compare to her because, I'm sorry, she was not very, like... Oh, I gotta find pieces. <laughs> it was more like, oh, I can't do this. I mean, <laughs> come on. And uh, uh, there was a Kurt was working with Sherry side by side, trying to help her in the beginning. Um, and then Aaron was there uh, at, when she finished. Asked Sherry if she needed help. Everybody seems to be wanting to help Sherry. Like she seems like that. Nobody. I don't know. Like everybody wants to help her. It's not like oh, you're on your own. There's something about her that seems very endearing that people just want to team up with her and help her i didn't like that about this part this uh well the one thing i didn't what did went into the penalty part where they were talking about taking the penalty but can i can i say whatever part you want go for it yeah no i would i'll get there in a second but i want to go back to scott for a second here's what i don't understand from about scott um he was in the third group so he's no 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 he was, he was in the, the second, second group. group. He was in the second group. So there's already four people downstairs that you see walking to drums. Like, they're not going upstairs. You would have passed them. You would have seen them. So, like, why did you go back upstairs and roam around? And outside, right. I have the answer. Well, okay. I put down that, that he, he just looked really messy. I mean, everything you need with the clue and everything you need to be successful in the task is, is in the clue. And I just think he looked really messy dropping the pieces, you know, making sure that your bag is not cinched tight and held upright. Um, it just, it was a really, really bad look. And yeah. so and- what, what happened, I was talking to some of the races at the premiere party and 
everybody went outside at some point. Every team. It wasn't just like the one or two that they showed. Every okay. team went outside and was looking for these drums. So at some point, everybody was outside. So I, 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 while watching the race, that makes sense. But just having a little bit of inside information, that's like, oh, wow. So I guess it was really hard when those drums were like far in the back and you couldn't hear them. But um, so in that first group, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to point out a couple of things. Uh, uh, so they left in groups of four, four and three. And it was, ba- uh, it was a sprint to this to the clue box. And I just wanted to point out a couple uh, people who won their sprints in their groups. So in the first group where you have um, Kurt, who's a really, really tall, like six foot three athlete. You got Matt, who's about six one dancer, Aaron and Sherry. And for me, I would have thought hands down, Kurt would have won this foot race, but Matt beat him out. And it was um, uh, Matt, Kurt, uh, Aaron, Sherry. And then in the second group, you had Tyler, Zach, Scott, and Marty. And Tyler was the first one in that group. He won that. I have a question, race. though. Are you considering, like, both teammates getting there? Or are you just saying who the one person to the clue box? Because here's yeah. the thing. I don't care about one person getting to the clue box because the clue box means nothing. You're the mats mean you everything. Yeah. Both of you have to get to the mat. You're as fast as your slowest partner as the slowest person so right uh, but these are the people and they also showed them opening the clues so i'm assuming that their partners got there with them at the same time because this is the order in which they opened the clues uh and in the third foot race it was darius Britt and uh darius jessica and bernie and bernie came in last place in that which in that foot race darius won so just uh I don't know if that'll come in later down the line so we could see the, the people who are really putting that extra effort when it comes to the sprint. And that could make all of the difference if somebody's racing for last place. So as uh, people uh, go through and find these 13 puzzle pieces, they had to put together this mask. And there was blue pieces and white pieces in everybody's uh, bin. And it seemed like they had two complete sets um or two sets of 13 pieces but only one color was the proper color oh i think it was more than 13 because at one point in time sherry was talking i think it was sherry's talking about how she had duplicates i bet you there was like 30 pieces in there you think think there's only like like you needed there's only one piece of like blue and white to finish the puzzle i think there was tons of duplicates but you had to have like that one special piece from one of the colors to finish it i agree all right. I like that about it. I like that it said thirteen, but there was more. Yes. So. And it made it made for some 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 people passing from the third group to the first group, and so after you finish the puzzle and uh, you get the clue and you head off to the pit stop, and the pit stop uh, is at the uh, Museo Sumaya, and I didn't know this that Mexico City has the most museums in the world. Mexico has the most museums in the world. It's random facts that you learn on the race. <coughs> All right. In the, in, the, in the detour, is there anything that you guys want to point out besides Scott? Roadblock. I'm sorry, the roadblock. Besides Scott dropping the pieces outside, that was yeah, pretty. I want, to talk about the, I want to talk about this penalty discussion between Aaron and um, Sherry. And I read online from what something I think Aaron posted saying that she had just like heard through the grapevine that you had to have like all your pieces and she felt like she had lost some of her pieces. So that's why she was trying to like talk about the um, penalty. The one thing that I didn't like about this is if I'm sitting there as Sherry, like let's just say I'm Sherry mm-hmm. and Aaron's like, Hey, let's both of us take this penalty. Um, since we can't do this in the back of your mind, you should really be thinking Aaron thinks she can outrun me. Right. 
So I, I, you have to be very careful about that because if you do both degree of penalty, it's literally a foot race between y'all and them. It makes sense. And, uh, uh, she's, uh, the older of the, of the group. So presumably the slowest. I picked up on that too. Like the only reason why she, she would suggest about taking a penalty is because she thinks that she can beat her. But for me, the thing even about bringing up a penalty on the very first challenge that you face, oh. part of the best experience, uh, I mean, for me personally, James Earl, you can speak to this as well, and Justin, but is kind of overcoming those obstacles and challenges that you face and almost proving to yourself that, that you're stronger than you think you are and you can overcome oh, yeah. more than you think you are. That's the best feeling and that's what makes the race pretty much life-changing and i 100 percent agree i think uh, her doing the tango roadblock and nailing it and getting out of there first set the tone for her for the rest of the race and that she truly believed she could do anything and get out of there first like she i think after that she had the same mindset that i had knowing that if we get there we can get out of there first and that makes all the difference and the biggest concern for fans of, of the show was that people would do stuff like this like you because real fans of the show wouldn't do this. You don't. Uh, I know that they were both in the first group, and it's got to be super frustrating to see people from the second group and the third group pass you. But see, here's the thing: I don't accept that, and that is super frustrating because I have been there. Like, I, mom, and I were literally there in Paris at that stupid rap challenge. Like, so. so but if you I, were there with the reporters and they were having just as much time, uh, problems, you wouldn't have suggested possibly quitting because Mama didn't no, look like she was. Gonna get it. Absolutely not. I would not have done that. All right. I love that yeah, about like, you. Like part of me, I would have rather probably failed at something than quit. No, it's definitely a, a choice, uh, personal, like kind of, I don't know if it's a moral choice or if that's the right word, but it's something that in personal integrity, like you, you come here to do this. I'm not quitting on this. Right. I've never seen anything on the race that I, sorry, one task on the race that I pretty much would probably quit on because I don't think I could do it. Boston rap. Yeah. yeah like, like I would try, but I don't know if I could physically do it. But everything else that as I've ever seen, I could, I would definitely do. There's nothing else I would quit Wait, on. So a couple of things happening in the uh, chat room. Somebody said taking the penalty is so tar Canada. And I thought that it was is. really funny. Like it is. Season, you me? It yeah. is. And <laughs> somebody said, you know, but sometimes a cab ride can also mess you up if you take the penalty. I mean, if you think that you're going to cab somebody, race instead of a, a foot race. race, exactly. Oh, and a little insider information um, coming up at the pit stop. Remind me so I don't forget and, about Tyler. And sorry. And one more thing. Jennifer says that um, all all they needed was a Tiffany pep talk or a Krista pep talk. They really should just hire Tiffany just to like <laughs> be on site and like exactly. give a pep talk. <laughs> all right, Tiffany, you know, get in there, <laughs> get in there and give them a pep talk. That's awesome. Um, but in Aaron's defense, right after she had that moment where I was like, "Ooh, I don't like you because you're essentially saying that you're better than another team right now. Right after she figured it out, like she immediately ran up to Sherry and was like, how can I help you? And it seemed very, very sincere. So that warmed my heart. And that actually is going to get my little clap of the episode. Ooh, I'm showing that early. Nice. I like warm my heart and I loved that moment. Somebody said that the four hour, the four hour penalty would have knocked whoever made it through out in the in leg till starting behind a four hour. If there wasn't a bunch if point. There, yeah. yeah. There's usually a bunch point, but 
Um, definitely something to think about. Like if you start the next leg four hours behind everybody else, <laughs> not not a place I ever ever want to be. I'm. All right. So what Wait, else? Sorry. One more comment about the roadblock before we start having people check in. But so I said Scott looked really messy on the first leg because he was dropping his pieces and he just mm-hmm. he was just all over the place. But Jessica looked just as messy, like digging. And- no, no, no. She, they were just followers. That's the second time in the detour. They followed Darius and Cameron. And then the roadblock, she's following around Scott. And then yeah. she's following Scott. And, and she's I- like, are you picking up crumbs? No, are you no, picking up drums. drums? Are you picking up little drums from the floor oh on the ground? Oh, and then she starts digging to look for drums. And oh, bless, bless her heart, as James Earl would say. Bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yikes. There was also a great editing moment that we didn't talk about when everybody is outside saying, my teammate won't quit, my teammate won't quit. And then Cole is like, none of our teammates will quit cut to do you want to take the penalty <laughs> great <laughs> editing loved it i like the song the impromptu song that they made up when they were cheering for their the teammates outside. they were just like like chanting their teammates name and it turned into a song i just thought that that was so fun and how much fun they were having and i think that's representative of who the the people that they are that's the that's what you get when you have t- social media stars not mugging to the camera they're having fun yeah, i don't think that that that's that they're doing that because they're social media stars. I think that's genuinely what kind of people they are. And that's why they're social media stars. That's why people want to watch them. So when people say they're not real people, if you can't see them in this setting for who they really are, their real personalities, then you're never going to be happy with the cast or a group of people. That's my opinion. Yeah. And, and for people like, Oh, I need a more diverse cast. Really? What? Are you, has there ever, I mean, there's been maybe one or two seasons with a more diverse cast. There's black, there's white, there's Spanish, there's different religions, and there's people from the north, the south, the east, the I think west. They just talk about job old and young. Like because they're all on the internet. For only one, reason. only one, usually one person on the team is on the internet. The other person is regular. You know, it's like, give it up, people. Stop complaining. You didn't get well, picked. I said that about us. So I'm I know you're upset. Yeah, it's anymore. the people who didn't get picked. They feel like these internet stars are taking their spot on the show and they never even submitted an audition tape. But they're mad that these guys are taking their spot. It's like, come on. Give them a shot. You go into the Amazing Race Facebook page and they're just like going nuts. Like, calm down, kiddos. All right. It's that time. It's that time. Here we go. There's a foot race to the mat where Matt and Dana get out first and uh, they're heading there. And uh, right behind them is Tyler and Corey, who are very impressive in every one of the tasks in the first leg. And a little insider information. Both cabs get there right around the same time. But... Tyler and Corey's cab doesn't have an automatic trunk pop thing. So the guy has to get out of the car, go out and unlock it with his key. They grab their bags and lose a foot race. They never that, is, that is awful. But can I, can I say, did you notice when Matt and Dana were on the mat, a little cameraman like I did, right in the back, the back of the screen? I did. I saw that. I did. I saw that. That was definitely. Because it was just. You never just see people running. And when you just see somebody running in the back, you're like, like a little rat scurrying yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> and for the people worrying, Matt and Dana uh, won the race, uh, won the leg, and they did win $2,000 each. They didn't. Right. I'm glad because I want y'all to have the um, superlative forever of winning two <laughs> legs without a prize. Thank you. Thank you. That's a record. And yeah. we don't want anyone to beat that record. They're not going to not give these internet stars prizes. They're, they're but I just like sure. I said, I want y'all to always hold that record forever okay. and ever. Thanks. I love so, James Earl. Yeah. So Matt and Dana finished in first place, followed closely behind by uh, Corey and Tyler. And um, 
third place, Zach and Rachel, followed by Darius and Cameron. Uh, now, Matt and Dana were in the first group to go to the Ks. They finished first. Tyler and Corey, Zach and Rachel were both in that second group. So that two people from that second group passed the other ones from the first group. Uh, Darius and Cameron were from that third group. So this is where their smarts did come into play. They, it seemed like they nailed this one faster than everybody else because they were in the third group and got there um, when they finished uh, fourth overall. Kurt and Brody were in the first group. They finished uh, fifth. Bernie followed by Bernie and Ashley, uh, Jess and Britt, who were both in the third group. And then Marty and Hagen, who was in the second group. Sherry and Cole, who was in the first group. And then it comes down to a foot race for the final two people. It's See, Aaron I don't think and, it was a foot race. You don't think so? It was Aaron and Jocelyn versus Scott and Blair. No. Because here's the thing. When, um, when Aaron and Sherry dotted and left, Scott was like, oh, there's a lot of pieces. I need to go back and dig. So I don't think they were that close. Good editing. Good editing. <laughs> so Aaron and Jocelyn, when they get to the mat, and they, you could see the passion in Aaron's face when she finally gets told that they're really not eliminated. And I love to see that when, um, when people th- care. They truly care about it. And, and if anybody had concerns about these people not being fans, uh, she's definitely one of the fans, and you could see it in her face because she cares. And another Two things that... Go ahead. Sorry, two things I want to talk about at the pit stop. First off, when Tyler tells Phil, like, don't come for me, Phil. I loved <laughs> it. I uh, <laughs> loved it. That's what I like uh, about how playful they are and how animated they are. And it's not that they it, – I mean, it's probably why they've become who they are on social media. But these are – this is really them and really their experiences. So I love this. And also, how mean was Phil to Sherry and Cole when he was like – I'm sorry, you're not 10th. Like, you can see the worry <laughs> in their face. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that's cruel. Did you know they're sitting there going, oh, God, am I really 11th? Am I last? Oh, I think I lost them again. I'm going to keep talking in case y'all can hear me out there. Yeah, we can hear you. you I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Did you, have, did you hear everything I said? No. <laughs> um, I said so I was saying, I thought it was really mean to fill in. Uh, oh, yeah, we, so we heard that part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you know they were sitting there when he said that and they're like, oh, God, no, we're last. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and there's nothing you could do about it at that point. You're just sitting there waiting for Phil to, even though they kind of knew, but not really. You can never know. You never know, but you kind of know. You, you, you never know, but you kind of know. They did wind up passing somebody. Now, poor Aaron um, and, uh, and Jocelyn, they're in the cab. And from what I heard, the cab pulled over on the highway to let people pass him and then got back into the highway and went on. He said he never went faster than 40 miles an hour, but they couldn't tell because his speedometer was broken. Yikes. Now, as racers, you want to think like, get out of the cab and get another cab. But now you're in the middle of the highway and now he's driving slow. What are you, you supposed to do? You can't. You're just at their mercy. There's nothing you could do at that point. You can't get out on the highway. You don't want to say, oh, just pull over and the next exit and let me out. But... God, you got to try to do something. And, and so you just like keep saying Rapido. Just be like Rapido, 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 Rapido. So Scott and Blair, who were in that second group, finishing last place because Scott could not find those missing pieces. It made me so nervous because they were they're one of my picks. And yeah. it just did not make me feel very confident. When he was dropping the pieces, I thought, oh, my God. It's like this guy's a doctor, a lawyer, super smart, very high. And I guess that... 
paying attention to the little details. <laughs> and uh, we find out that uh, it's a non-elimination leg, and there's a sweet, sweet moment between father and daughter on the mat. And I'm very glad that it was a non-elimination. Pretty predictable oh, I, on your part, right? We knew it was going to be. Let's be honest. Eh, I would come on. You're not going to like. <laughs> you know exactly. Like I explained in the last episode. So if you haven't seen that and you're watching, you want to know what I'm talking about, go watch the other episode. Boom. Um, um, why they did that? Can I say though, not the strongest of starts of the parent-child teams. Eight, nine, eleven. Uh, yeah, but that's that's true. Uh, the couples uh, came in first and third, and uh, the friends came in second and fourth. So couples in, and fifth and sixth. So the first say, sixth. Also not strong for my three pits, like from our draft. Mine were six, nine, and ten. Where, yeah, not the best. Because my pits were Bernie and Ashley, Sherry and Cole, and Aaron and Jocelyn. Mine were two, five, and last. So mm. mine were spread all over the place. I had one, three, and four. We cheated somehow. You did cheat. I like you both first. <laughs> All right. So, hey, final uh, thoughts on the episode. Oh, no, not final thoughts. Diana, who are you going to put in check? Um, oh. I'll give you a second if you want to think about me? it. Well, who I... did you give your seal clap to for, James Earl? Oh, my seal clap was to the moment when Aaron like ran up to Sherry. Like, you know you're in last place. You uh, are struggling. It's been a long day, but you still want to help someone out. That just like warms my heart. And it reminds me of like how I like was the beginning of the race. I realized I couldn't do that the whole time through, but like that's <laughs> just warmed my heart. I'm so happy. So uh, I guess when you put somebody in check, it's so it's, it's more of to say, I don't like what you're doing right now. I don't like what kind of person you're being right now. And nobody really needs to be put in check, but I would put fans to models don't. I'm sorry. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Okay. Instagram models for their anorexic jokes, but more to um, Sherry and Aaron who are going to take a penalty. That just uh, double check. Yeah, double check. Discount double check. Yeah, you just you can't even think about quitting in the first leg. That's just that should be a tar no no. And somebody in the chat room said that's that's what tar Canada does. It's not what tar America does. So we can always have that up on Canada. No quitters. And and the anorexic and model jokes. I mean, what kind of role models are they if they are talking about this is why we're skinny? It's because we don't eat. It's just the last thing that they should be saying, knowing of how many people follow and watch them and look up to them. And they're just not the kind of role models that I would want my kids or my students to look up to. All right. And the super fan. Uh, <laughs> there's two. I'm gonna, it's not really super fan move of the game of the episode, but there was two really super fan moments of the episode. And they both included people mimicking the sound effects. Um, Aaron and then Tyler both get my super fan move of the episode, proving to everybody else that they didn't just binge, that they know what's going on and that there are real fans on the show, even if they are. Uh, social media stars or have these cool jobs they're just like everybody else they're super fans they're a diverse group i think this is going to be a great season really enjoyed the episode had a couple things that i would like to change but definitely had some new stuff in it that i really really enjoyed so i have some thoughts but i want to comment on something daniel istavon just said in the chat room he said i noticed this way too late hi everyone james earl remind your mother to make a twitter account by all stars please dear lord let us go back to all stars yes in a heartbeat. Mm. Well, we got to see how uh, 
Got to see how this this season plays out to see what teams we think would be all star worthy. And uh, I think we should do that at the end of this season. Uh, if you want, like a fantasy uh, yeah. all star. Yeah, let's put our all star team together of who uh, who we think going into the finals. We'll do this probably the week of the finals, uh, leading up to the finals. We'll do like a special episode if you want. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, let's do that. We'll pick a we'll pick the season thirty all stars, <laughs> and that'll be later on. So we we'll, really we'll just make it easy for them. Look, we pick the people. <laughs> Here it is. Here's your all stars. These are who we think we'd be great. <laughs> it's great. All right, everybody. Uh, if you have any questions, pop them in the chat room night right now. Any last comments on the episode or comments on future episodes? I Bam. loved it. I thought it was really strong. Like I said, I thought they brought it. I think they're setting us up for a really exciting, a really exciting season. I get, I did get a little jealous seeing some of the extra footage that they uh, had, cameras, and were able to videotape and and I had and made go a walk up the, the. I know I had made a comment. That's kind of the only thing that that I really wanted was some tape of our home video experience that we would get to film us doing things and going places. That I was a little jealous about that, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited that we have more miles around the world than them. They only had 27,000. We <laughs> and had more country. Uh, they had 10 countries. No, they had the same countries. Yeah, they had mm. 10. But we had more miles, so. Mm. Um, <laughs> I thought this was a near-perfect episode. Like, this had everything I looked for in an episode. It had a race for first. It had a race for last. I felt like the roadblock was challenging, but not impossible. Um, I felt like the detours were both very different, but both very interactive for, like, the viewers to watch. The only thing that I just personally don't like is the hours of operations in the middle of the leg. Like, I understand if you want bunching, but do it at the beginning. Right. I just don't like I don't like bunching in the middle of a leg. That's the only thing I don't like. Well, because it almost takes away the the time gain that you have. Oh, it absolutely does. Which is so, the like, frustrating part. Rachel, Rachel and Zach essentially... They could have done either detours and it wouldn't have mattered because they were still with everyone else who did Great Bulls of Fire because they were right. one of the first four teams. Right. Like I liked I said, how near perfect episode. I liked how long it was. I liked the fact that they landed and 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 had a task to do kind of in the middle. Oh of the my night. gosh! Sorry, sorry. Sh- uh, Sherry LeBrant's in the chat. Hey, Sherry. Hey. 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 What's up, Sherry? You gotta let us know when you're in here. Yeah. Oh, don't she- worry about the crying. If if anybody knows about crying, it's Justin and yeah. myself. I mean, but he's a lot worse than I am. So. I am so glad that you raised a young man who was in touch with his emotions. Thank you, Cole, for showing those youngins that it's okay to cry. But yeah, don't apologize, Sherry. You're awesome. Like, you're one of my favorite racers this season. I loved, I, I really loved how it felt like there was so much in this episode. They started from home. They did their intro as they showed us who each of the teams were, what they're known for. And then they showed them at the airport. They showed them, you know, going to all these different locations. And I remember looking at the clock and seeing, oh my gosh, it's only 840. And just to think that they had done so much and somebody had made a comment on Facebook and said, oh, they should always do two, do two hour premieres. And I said, that was only an hour. So they, they really managed to fit a lot of different things and places and tasks into the hour. And it felt really smooth. It didn't feel choppy. So I really am looking forward to, this style of editing or storytelling throughout the season. And I hate to admit it, but I think this one was better than our first episode. Definitely. Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah, I no, I'm like, I'm not, no qualms about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell it how it is. And that one, that is true. 
So please join us each and every week. We will be here Sundays at 8 p.m. right here. And if you guys want to see some stuff, you want us to include some things, please reach out to us on social media. All of the links are in the description below. If you could click the thumbs up now while you're watching, there's not many of you, but that's okay. We're going to grow our audience. If you guys help us and help us get better every week, then we'll help spread the word. More people will join us. Click a little thumbs up, a share, a like, a subscribe. That'll help. And there's also a link to Patreon if you really want to help out. Patreon.com slash Classic One Media. Any farewells from anybody before we go? Well, just reminding, you have all weekend if you... If you want us to discuss something when we recap the show on Sunday, there's a thought or a feeling you have or a comment, make sure that you leave it for us. We'll be sure to shout it out or mention it or even bring it up and 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 give our racing or racer opinion on it. So I look forward to kind of how this goes down. And there's going to be a feature next week. It's going to be the uh, super fan of the show. And I'm going to point out to who's the super fan of our show. So not just the one on TV. So whoever the ones that are watching here, I'm going to point out each and every week, a super fan of our show. So, and uh, I'll see if I got some prizes upstairs to maybe send out for the super fans of our show. So we really appreciate you hanging out. We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope you join us next week. Bye. Wow, you made it all the way through the podcast. If you want to continue to support the Races Recap, please check us out at racesrecap.com.